Welcome to One Day You'll Thank Me, a podcast for smart parents. I'm Dr. Tara Egan. And I'm not a Dr. Anna. I'm a mom and a therapist. And I'm a high school student and a daughter. Each week, we'll discuss relevant parenting topics. And we'll interview some fantastic guest experts. And leave you with practical tips and information. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back. This is our holiday episode. Do you like my vowels? I love your vowels. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want you to tell me the top five things that you're grateful for. Tell me as quickly as you can. Oh, no. Go. Okay. Um, cookies, movies, holiday break, um, my bed, and uh, puppies and Christmas sweaters. Oh, those are better than mine. <laughs> What are yours? Okay, mine are cats that sit on my lap during telehealth sessions, cheerful teenagers, <laughs> uh, my husband, who has such a service-oriented heart and is so helpful, uh, my heating blanket, mm. and oh, the fact that I can afford to get my gray hairs covered up. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at the mirror before we started, and I was like, oh my gosh, my gray hairs are back. <laughs> <laughs> So today we're going to talk about ways to make the holiday season as enjoyable as possible because sometimes when we're with our family during the holiday season, like we get an image in our mind that it's going to be amazing and then there's parts of it that just suck. Yeah. I mean, the holiday season is kind of long. It's like a whole month. They're not going to be cheerful the whole month. Well, I don't think it's necessarily about being cheerful, but I think that there can be some expectations like everybody has their own expectations for what's going to happen during the holidays Mm -hmm. but everybody's expectations are a little bit different so they can't all match up and then at least part of the time everybody experiences like some discontentment yeah sometimes it's not about the actual events in the holiday season but like when we look back at past holidays are the things that come to mind the stuff that was really hard or at least like unsatisfying is it like when you think about last year's christmas do you think about like how you're gonna make it better this year and up your game or is it like oh let's let's focus on the great things we had last year and try to make them great this year again yeah because i think if you go into the holiday season like earlier we decorated our tree Mm -hmm. and like you and dylan for a moment like squabbled and Mm -hmm. i made a joke about like how you were triggering my trauma from childhood yeah. Remember, I was like you guys you're triggering my trauma from childhood because my memories of my childhood Christmas because our family celebrated Christmas was my mom being super irritable getting fed up with decorating the house or the Christmas tree like we all had to do it and we we're all called down and it was like okay we had a live tree and my dad mm-hmm. was like trying to tie it up so it didn't dump over and then it was like don't touch the fragile ornaments and like without a doubt an ornament got broken every year yeah the one that was broken was always the most precious ornament and so it just ended up being really stressful and so when I think of my childhood Christmas the memories that I gravitate towards were like moments of stress even Mm -hmm. though I know there was a lot of happy moments too and so I think how we go into a new holiday season is influenced by what we focus on from past holiday seasons. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, how do you work? Do you, when you think of your Christmases, like, I don't just mean last year, but just past Christmases, do you think of the, the happy moments or do you think of the stressful moments? I think it depends on what mood I'm in. I mean, there's always going to be some bad memories and it's not going to be all great, but I think it's really important just to try to find the great parts. And like we were, when we were decorating our tree, like I would pick up an ornament and be like, oh my gosh, remember when we made this? And mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like, I remember when we decorated our tree with this one. Like, I don't know, it just brought back good memories. But then, like, you know, you'll be doing something else and it'll bring back the unhappy memories. Yeah. Well, there's always the kittens. Yeah. And now our puppies. (laughs) I think everybody here, if they've heard the past episodes, have heard me mention my stellar parenting moment in which I got you guys each a kitten on Mm -hmm. Christmas. So I'm going to bring that up every year just to remind you of my awesomeness. Oh, yeah. My cat from that time is lying on my bed right now. I know. All nice and warm, keeping my bed warm. I told you not to let him upstairs. But he's just so darn cute. He is. He is adorable. Today's episode of One Day You'll Thank Me is sponsored by Moe's Southwest Grill. Moe's is excited to tell you about their new family meal kits, the taco kit, the fajita kit, and the nacho kit. Each will feed a family of up to six people for only $34.99. Included in these kits are a variety of delicious ingredients, including a choice of two proteins, beans, sour cream, pico, queso, and many more. In a world impacted by the stressors of work, family life, virtual learning, and the upcoming holidays, it's nice to grab a meal kit and spend some relaxing time with your family. Make tonight a family dinner night. Welcome to Moe's. So, okay, so let's talk about five things that we can do to have our holiday season be as content as possible. So we're not looking for perfect, but we are looking to create some experiences that are positive and connected with our family. So what do you think would be a good one to start with? Probably just letting go of those unrealistic expectations, like you're going to have this amazing Christmas Eve where you're all in matching pajamas, drinking hot cocoa in front of the fire. You know, your three-year-old is going to be running around, spilling hot chocolate all over themselves, kind of messing up some things. and Or your teenager will refuse to wear the adorable pajamas. Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> there's, you know, it's not always going to be like that. And just remembering, like, there are going to be some good times, there are going to be some bad times. Well, your comment about unrealistic expectations, this is a conversation I have with clients all the time where they'll express, and this is actually really common in blended families where you're now one big family, but you came from different families where you had different traditions. And oftentimes the parent, the mom will say, well, I worked so hard to create this sort of idyllic Christmas Eve tradition or Christmas Day or Hanukkah festivities. And... There'll be someone that won't embrace it or will cause a kink in the plans that change what that looks like. And there can be a lot of resentment. And there's times when I will ask the parents, like, who are you doing this for? Mm -hmm. Like, I know that you're telling yourself you're doing it for the children or your family. But in reality, like, this is something that you have built up or an expectation that you desire 
and you're communicating it to your kids as though you're doing them a favor or it's an act of service for them, but they're not feeling it. Yeah, or like, you know, like you see the movies where one of the parents is like trying so hard and doing all the best that they can and then like the family isn't realizing how like much work they're trying to put into this holiday and how ungrateful they're being and then like by the end of the movie they're like oh sorry mom like we should have realized that you were doing all this stuff for us and it might just not always go the way you want it to well I encourage and I think we try to do this where we have like whether it's like a family meeting or just a family conversation about like what do we want to prioritize this season Mm -hmm. because we usually try to do at least one Christmassy activity where we go and see Christmas lights at a certain location that's local or we're going to have certain people over or we're going to do a certain dessert or whatever it is mm-hmm. and we will convey that expectation we'll pick a night or a day that it's going to happen and then we sort of all agree to it yeah so I do encourage family members to pick whether it's one thing or two or three things just a tradition yeah get everybody on the same page and it can be what the activity is who's going to be attending it what time of day it Mm -hmm. is and you know are we bringing friends is there a certain budget that's allowed for it is there certain behavioral expectations that we have and then hold on to that like Mm -hmm. follow through with your expectations but this actually kind of goes into my second point This happens a lot with kids who are older, like they're teenagers, and they have a whole social element Mm -hmm. to their life. And parents will say, okay, you know, we expect you to be here for these various events throughout the holiday season. And it might not be conveyed to those teens. And then the parents feel very abandoned or disrespected or as though their kids are ungrateful if they don't follow through with an activity that may have been treasured in the past yeah so i encourage parents like to you you know give that advance warning of plans and expectations so that there isn't a surprise when mom and dad are like oh so we're doing this great thing we're gonna go chop down our tree Mm -hmm. on sunday and a kid's like what i was going tubing with my friends yeah and somebody's gonna have to sacrifice and somebody's gonna feel upset upset and maybe go about the activity with a negative attitude, which kind of spoils it for everybody. Mm -hmm. So I think when it's planned out and communicated respectfully. Yeah, communication is key. Yeah, and I feel like with you kids, when you're in the mindset, we've explained that something's going to happen. You get in the mindset of, oh, we're doing this. Yeah. And then you roll into it. I mean, normally when we do something, it's something exciting. I remember us going to this museum one time, but we made a day of it, and, like, I wasn't really looking forward to it because it was, like, a museum. No offense to museums, but, like, I don't know. I just All our like, sponsors that are museums just dropped us. No, it's just, you know. Good job. Like, on the weekend, you spend a whole day at school, like, learning about stuff, and then you just spend the weekend learning about more stuff. It's just, you'd like, that's not what you really wanted to do, at least not for me. And then, like, but it ended up being really fun because, like, we went walking around Charlotte and we got some cupcakes and the museum was actually really interesting and I learned a lot of useful information. The craft projects and we had good lunch. Yeah, exactly. Like, it turned into, like, a great day that I wasn't necessarily expecting. Yeah, that was a really fun day. And I'm glad we did that. And that was a more spontaneous plan. And so we kind of lucked out that you guys were cool with it. Mm -hmm. But I think as you guys have gotten older, if you have an image in your mind of what you're going to do socially. Because sometimes it's like, oh, I always go with this friend's family. 
to do this thing like when I was a kid on a certain night I feel like it was often New Year's Eve I would go with my friend to her house and we would do what do you call it when you stick a stick into a pot of chocolate fondue fondue yeah Mm -hmm. I don't know why I couldn't think of that word (laughs) but we would do fondue with her family for a few years, it was sort of a tradition, and I would have been really disappointed if my parents had been like, okay, all of a sudden now we have these plans and you can't go. In that situation, I feel like my parents respected the fact that this was a little tradition I had with my really good friend. Yeah. And, you know, we did stuff on different nights. Yeah. So, all right. Number three. So we talked about letting go of unrealistic expectation and prioritizing activities and traditions that really, truly matter mm-hmm. and hopefully are age appropriate, right? Yeah. Um, giving family members advanced warning of plans and making sure that they're clear of what the expectations are. And then the third one I'm going to speak up to because it's definitely something I'm already seeing concerns with this holiday season is that this is a really – tech-oriented holiday there's some popular gaming systems that are coming out there's some cool new phones that are being released and a lot of christmas lists or holiday gift lists are requesting these items you know customized gaming computers things like that and in this situation it's not that i'm warning people against going that direction with their gifts but i want to point out that if That's the direction your Christmas is going and how you're prioritizing your budget. Recognize that you're going to have a corresponding preoccupation with technology. You're not going to give your kid a highly individualized, expensive, top-of-the-line gaming computer Mm -hmm. and then be like, all right, an hour and a half a day. You know, like you're sending a message that you're prioritizing this both in your budget and with your time. Mm -hmm. So just sort of recognize that if that's not what you imagine for your family or for your child, then don't. Just make it clear and just be like, okay, I'm giving you this awesome gift, but I want you to spend like two hours with the family before you can right, that's spend true. time with your new present. Well, I think you're looking at it as potential barrier between kids and parents as far as time they spend together, whereas I look at it, sure, like that, but also just the culture of your home generally like after the holiday season oh, too yeah, that's true you know so you're you're if you give your kid this 500 hundred dollar gaming system and you're sending the message like this is for you this is a gift this is how and it's it's pricey like your kid's not going to really feel content with an hour and a half of gaming time a day yeah so you just have to recognize like the message you're sending mm-hmm. and own it yeah so that's all just kind of wanted to point that out because I'm seeing a lot of requests from kids about these fancy technology gifts. And I'm seeing parents who are not wanting to say no to it. But we can see like this is maybe a kid who's already struggled with being able to step away from technology, being able to accept limits. So giving them such an expensive gift is not necessarily going to improve that yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. So, all right. What do you think? What's another one? Um, probably recognizing that some people have a love language that requires tangible items. Like receiving gifts is a way that they feel appreciated. Mm, good point. Would you say that you're one of those people? Um, I mean, I enjoy getting presents, but I, I don't know. That isn't like the way that I think I feel like the most appreciated. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm always going to be grateful if somebody gets me something, but I know that I have some friends who really appreciate gifts. Like, that's their way of feeling really important. And Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm glad you used the term love language, and that term comes from The Five Love Languages, that book by Gary Chapman. Yeah. And he talks about the ways that people absorb the message that they're loved. And so receiving tangible items is one way, but also spending time with someone, using words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service. Like there's other ways that people communicate love towards. Yeah, we just learned about it in one of my classes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The class that I'm going to come and be a guest mm-hmm. presenter in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you're really looking forward to that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to bring out some baby pictures. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. But yeah, you're right about the tangible items thing. I think like your stepdad really is a gift giver. Yeah. Like that he really enjoys thinking about it, picking it out. Seeing your face when you open it. Yeah, like he's tempted to be more extravagant. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, he really enjoys that. Yeah. And so some of it, as I know that part of my being a good partner to him is recognizing the joy he gets over giving it Uh and making sure that he experiences a positive reaction from me, Mm -hmm. you know, to let him know like that I appreciate him seeing me and carefully picking something out because day to day, I think he totally gets my love language, which I feel is acts of service because he is such a service-oriented person and helpful and mm-hmm. gets stuff done and he tries to take stressors off my plate. But the holidays or even birthdays is the time that he gets that joy of giving something. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. So if somebody is naturally a person who experiences love by receiving gifts – Know your audience, you know? If somebody Mm -hmm. doesn't need that from you, modify how you present it. And if they do, if you can, if you can indulge them, Mm -hmm. then do so. That's going to really enhance the holiday season for some people. Yeah. Hey, listeners. I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about a private Facebook group that I just created. It's called Adolescence, a Parent's Guide, a support group for high school parents. Parents or caregivers of high schoolers or soon-to-be high schoolers are encouraged to join. We'll be sharing educational resources, supporting each other as we survive the roller coaster of parenting a high schooler, and offering a shoulder to cry on when it all gets too stressful. Search for us on Facebook to listen, learn, and join the discussion. we should just talk about one more okay probably just being able to harness like a sense of gratefulness yeah so just recognizing that others may be experiencing loss and hardships and that there can be some negatives around christmas time just because it's the holiday season doesn't mean everything's butterflies and rainbows yeah i think when you're able or your children are able to recognize that even if they didn't get the gift they wanted, or even if there was something about it that didn't feel satisfying, to be able to be aware of the things that are. I think we're all experiencing a sense of loss this year during the holiday season just because it's so much harder 
to see our family members and our friends. For our family, we were hoping to see some close family members over Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And it just ended up not making sense. It just, Didn't with the COVID out. rates and the fact it would have involved some travel, it was actually pretty last minute that we changed our plans. Yeah, kind of sad. Yeah. We still had a great Thanksgiving holiday, but it definitely had a different tone than we expected. Mm-hmm. So I think it's walking that line. It's walking the line between recognizing that all of us are experiencing some loss here, mostly due to COVID. But having family members recognize there's still so much to be grateful for, whether it's having a roof over your head or being healthy or Mm -hmm. just even having the ability to FaceTime that loved one. I mean, those are things that had we been experiencing this back in the 80s would have been very different. So those are our five tips. Yep. Letting go of unrealistic expectations, giving advanced warning to family members about what plans are and expectations, recognizing the role of technology in the culture of your home during the holidays, um, recognizing that for some people their love language is tangible items and for some people it's not. So making sure you sort of modify your behavior to meet their needs when it comes to them feeling love. And then just being able to create a sense of gratitude even though we're kind of in a season of loss because of COVID. Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts, my darling? I think we got them all. Hopefully people find this helpful. For all of you out there who are listening, just know that we really appreciate your time and attention to our program. We really enjoy doing it. It's definitely a time that we've connected throughout the whole COVID experience. Have a good holiday season. That's right. So stay tuned every week for new episodes on Wednesday. We are going to take the week off, just that last week in December between Christmas and New Year's, and just use that time to be planning future episodes and spending time with family. So we appreciate your patience during that. Yeah, make sure to have a really good holiday season. I'm wishing you all well. Um, Make sure to stay healthy and be happy. I love you, Mom. I love you too, sweetie. Hey listeners, please join our free parenting webinar series. It's offered each Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please visit www.drtaraegan.com to register via Zoom. Each webinar will offer a 15 to 20 minute presentation hosted by me, followed by a 30 minute question and answer session. If you can't join us live, you'll be sent the recording directly to your email so you can watch it later at your convenience. Join our Facebook page at Dr. Tara Egan to get details about topics we'll be discussing in upcoming webinars. This is my chance to meet you, so please register today.